Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington, home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. Did you know that half of America is single? Hollywood has never produced anything like this before. The Dating Project, a groundbreaking documentary that follows five single people, ages 18 to 40, as they search for authentic and meaningful relationships. There is no script. There are no actors. These are real people trying to find love and happiness in an age of swiping left or right. From Empower Pictures, Paulist Productions, Family Theater Productions, and Pure Flix. You can now own The Dating Project. Save the date by visiting thedatingprojectmovie.com and go a step further and help others in your circle date differently by partnering with Ascension Press. Visit shop.ascensionpress.com to acquire the companion study guide. The Dating Project movie is now available on DVD and digital download on Amazon, iTunes, and Walmart. Please visit thedatingprojectmovie.com for details. This Our Mother of the Eucharist production is made possible by you. If you would like to support us by donating, click the Give Online tab at the top of our website, ourmotheroftheeucharist.org. Thank you and God bless you. Welcome to Shades of Blue. All that is good, all that is true, all that is beautiful, all that is holy, all that is pure, all that is virtuous, all that is merry. This is Out of the Blue, Episode 4, Do Not Be Troubled or Afraid, with Sister Carista Maria and Sister Mary Claire. We just read a message from Mary uh, through Father Gobi, and these messages have the imprimatur, and it's number 116, Walk in My Light, and we find this to be a very fitting message for our times, that we are here to share a little bit about how our hearts have been touched as we read this message. Right. Did you have something to share, Sister Mary Claire? You go ahead and start first. (laughs) Okay. Well, first of all, Mary is sharing this on the solemnity of Mary. And as she goes on, she says, What will this year be like? What events await you? My beloved sons, you should not have to trouble yourselves over what awaits you. If you accustom yourselves to live each moment in my motherly heart, And how many of us, you know, as I was reflecting on this, how many of us have concern about what awaits us? Right, right. I mean, the dark is dark, and everywhere you turn, you hear about, you know, these earthquakes are expected, the tsunami is expected, (laughs) there's wildfires everywhere, there's a possible 
comet coming and riots and, and, and wars and all of this. But Mary always brings such great consolation. She always reminds me of Noah's Ark. Hmm. You know how Noah got on the Ark and um, God told him to. And, and he was spared from the flood. And that, that's what Mary's saying in our times. Her Immaculate Heart is the Ark of the New Covenant. And it's the Ark into which we must enter in these times in order to be spared from the difficulties. Not that we're not going to have struggles and possibly die from them, but she allows us to, if we're in her heart, we're in a part of paradise. So we're able to transcend the natural realm. And so I just want to read that line again. She says, you should not have to trouble yourselves over what awaits you if, if, Mm, the big big if, (laughs) you accustom yourselves to live each moment in my motherly heart. And so I was asking myself, what does it mean to live each moment in her motherly heart? Mm. And it's really about relationship with her. It's like, this is what consecration to Mary is about. It's not a distant devotion to a statue or a yearly prayer or even a daily prayer, but it's a relationship. It's like, mother, let me be in your heart always. Hold me in your heart. As I've often joked, you know, that my theme song is the Hawaii Five-O theme. You can see during that during that show this huge wave. Because I think of myself on this the wave of grace. No matter what's happening. Mary's the wave of grace. And you know, so sometimes when things are riding the wave of grace rather than being tumbled on Exactly, exactly. So sometimes when things are difficult and if Sister Mary Claire and I know and we're both kind of weighed down by it. And if I start humming you can just imagine us on the wave, you know, it's like just a reminder of living the consecration. It's like, right, right. We're in her heart now. <laughs> will hurt. There's nothing to fear. <laughs> so anyway, it's just powerful. Um, should I go on or do you want to say more? Oh, no, I think you're doing a great job. <laughs> I think what you're saying is so beautiful and so true in this imagery of Mary being the Ark of the New Covenant and entering into that Ark for the protection of the Lord is just absolutely beautiful. And and that is what God is calling us to do. I was just yeah. imagining myself entering into the ark of her heart. Yes. And you know, I think she consoles us so much in these words because she validates the reality of what's happening. So in E, she says, each day humanity is drawing further and further away from God and men in ever-growing numbers, persist in turning away from his law. Mm. And of course, we see that everywhere. Our hearts can be heavy. So she she acknowledges the reality. She doesn't act like, oh, everything's hunky-dory. You're okay, I'm okay. She says, no, things are not okay. But then she goes on and she says, because of this, with the new year, the darkness will become more dense. You know, and have we seen the darkness becoming more dense? Mm. And the calamities and sufferings that await you will become greater. And so, yeah. And so, what she's saying is, because of men's sin, 
That's why the dark is getting darker. That is why the calamities and sufferings are getting greater. And so when people say, why is God allowing this suffering? <laughs> we say, duh. Yeah. Do you think he's the one that's doing it? It's because we turned away from yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like um, if Adam and Eve would say, why did God allow us to fall? No, it was their doing. Right, right. They chose, they chose. to go against the divine will. Right. And that's what we're doing today. We're poking holes in the umbrella of his divine will of protection from the reign of evil. You know, as you, were, as you were saying this, it was reminding me that we're all in this together. You see, it's not, yes. you know, they and me and whatever. It's like whatever, if the law is being broken, if sin is being committed, we need to get on our knees and do penance. And, and this is what she says on... Uh, Further in here, she talks about the penance, and we'll get to that as well. But it's because of us. We're not entering into the prayer and the penance yes. that our Lord and our Amen. Lady is calling us to. So we're in this together. We're not. It's right. not to blame anyone. You know, it's right. We are all, all of us. Like I blame yeah. myself too. Right. You know, we're trying to really increase and intensify our prayer and penance. Right. But you know, I'm always feeling, Lord, why haven't I done more? Right. Why am I, has it taken so long to get mm. to this point? Mm. And I say the same I, thing. You know, <laughs> so really, you're right, exactly. And in H, she says, Unfortunately, there will be many priests among those who do not heed my voice. Consequently, the pastors will have less light and the flock will be scattered along the roads of insecurity and division, of error and apostasy. Do we see that today? Insecurity and division, error and apostasy everywhere. It's rampant. Right. Now, this, she gave this in and 77, and, you know, it's of course, and we, true. And we see that because of what she says in, in G here. She says, even in my church, the crisis will become more acute because my most urgent call to prayer, to conversion, and to penance will be listened to less and less. Right. And you know, that reminds me of Fatima. I mean, it's the same message of Fatima. Penance. Right. right. And actually, in Lord's as well. Lord's right. Lord's right. Lord's and in all of her apparitions to us in the world, Mary oh. says the same thing. Penance, yes. prayer, yes. penance, prayer, call to conversion. Right. And we are on not, your knees. We're not being John the Baptist. We need to really uh, pray for the intercession of John the Baptist. Right. That will have that, that, will have that courage. courage. And that is, yeah. <laughs> He, he, he lived the ascetical life. He, he lived a life of penance and prayer. Uh -huh. And that's the reason why he had the courage. Yes. And so right. the Lord is calling us to have that same kind of courage and call us into that deeper prayer and that deeper penance yeah. so that we will have that courage. That self-mortification, the spirit of right. mortification and fasting, because we're so comfortable. Oh, we're just goodness, like yes. so... Fat. I mean, you know, spiritually fat. We're yes. every, you know, yeah, we're so um, lazy, tepid, couch potatoes. Yes. We're yes. couch potato Catholics. Exactly. It's right. like we have everything at our fingertips, literally everything like, at our okay, fingertips. You yeah. take your phone and you, you got all of them. Whatever you want to find out, you just Google it, you just put it on in there, it's yeah. right there, you know? Right. But can you Google holiness? Can you Google deep intimacy and love? 
with Christ? No, you can't Google that. That is something that God is calling each of us to, that relationship with Him, not with our cell phones, not with everybody else on the cell phone, but that intimacy yeah. with God. To be still and know that I am God. Right. To let those words sink in. Be still and know, and know that, that I am God. I am. He says, I am. Mm-hmm. I am God in the present moment. Mm-hmm. Can we be with him right now? He's with us. I the Trinity dwell within those who are baptized. I think that that's and another another thing that you just said. It just it's just I want to confirm you on that. And to be still and know that I am God, because we're living in a day and age where no one knows how to be still. It's very right. difficult for us to be still. It's almost like we're afraid to be still, right? And to just really have that communication with the Lord and allow Him to love us and to enter into our hearts. And we have very much difficulty doing that because there's so many things pulling us away, so much noise, so much confusion, so many voices that we listen to, rather than listen to the voice of truth, which is God Himself. Amen. It's very easy to be pulled away. Even for us here, we're trying to be weaned of everything of the spirit of the world. Right. That brings in. It can creep in. It can creep in. Oh my gosh. And you know, so it's so important for us, for everyone who's a Christian, to be vigilant, to be conscientious about what you're inviting into your life. Right. Be aware of the slippery serpent in the darkness. Yeah. Be aware if you're letting the spirit of the world, the flesh, and the devil just permeate your life, or if you're trying to be sensitive to the grace of the present moment, right? to be in God's presence in the present moment. For, for people to examine themselves, am I always thinking of what I'm doing next, what I'm going to be doing next, mm-hmm. or, or something of the past, or am I living in the present moment? That's where contemplation is. Yes. That we, that's where we can be a contemplation in action, contemplative in action. Amen. But, and I was just going to say, I find myself more and more in whatever I'm doing, I'm asking the Lord to do it in me, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, I'm trying to make myself more and more aware of His presence because He is with me and yes. Our Lady is with me. But I have to be conscious of that yeah. and call upon them and ask for their help. And whatever I'm doing, yes. it's like you said, a relationship. Relationships, are they're not one-sided, you know? Mm-hmm. We, we have to participate. And it's like I am finding much more peace in just the everyday things that I do. Mm-hmm. When I'm calling upon Jesus and Mary to be with me, we're family. Yes. We're family. And you're seeking to live in the divine will. Because if you think yes. of it, that's how Jesus and Mary live. Right. They always lived in the divine will, in union with the Father, right? in union with the Holy Spirit. right? And it's like never alone. It's like never doing anything on our own, but in Christ, being other Christs. Amen. Being in persona Maria. And as you're saying that, it reminds me, being other Christ in here in what Our Lady says in the I and J, consequently the pastors will, pastors will have less light 
fallen priest, and the flock will be scattered along the roads of insecurity and division, of error and apostasy. Pastors of the church, she's asking you, yes. pastors of the church, yes. priests of the church, become once again that which my son Jesus wishes you to be. Once again, be zealous and ardent only for the salvation of souls. Once again, be strict guardians of the truth of the gospel. And that is what God is calling our brothers to be in the Lord. So I just challenge you, my brothers, my priests, beloved priests of God, you are anointed by God. You were anointed by him to bring the sacraments to the flock. Jesus Christ present in the Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity. You were called to hear the confessions of the children, the lost sheep who were seeking to be united again to their master. You were called to be shepherds of the church and not called to be of the world, and not called to be pulled aside, not called just to make money for your church. No, you are called to be saints of God and to lead your flock into humility of heart. We're called to be poor and humble and chaste again. And this is what God is calling his church to be. And so fathers of the church, we're asking you, we're calling you to come forth and to be those men of God that God is calling you to be. Mary's praying for you. Mary's interceding for you. You're her beloved priest. She wants to crush the head of the serpent in your life, in our lives. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she says part of that, once again, follow Jesus to Calvary, as you mentioned. Mm. How many priests, but how many also of all of us, all Christians and Catholics, yes. how many of us realize our calling as Catholics to yes. follow Jesus to Calvary? We're all called to our own Calvaries. We're called to total self-immolation. Unless a seed fall to the ground and die, it remains just a seed. So for us to be able to have that disposition of surrendering our self, our human will, our self-centeredness, and when we do this, sister, when we do that, when we really um, humble ourselves in that way, and we are a witness to other people in the midst of suffering, you know, it gives such joy to priests. Mm -hmm. It really, when right. the priests see other faithful Catholics, it increases their faith. The witnesses to them and inspires them. Yeah. Right. So even if we don't see our priests doing it, right. if we're doing it, Right. And, you know, not not just pointing the finger at them because the no. other three are pointing back at us. Exactly. We're not to judge them. No. no. We're to uplift them. We're to compliment them whenever they give a good sermon or whenever they are reaching out and doing the right thing. We're to compliment them. We're to say, Father, thank you. Thank you. And to pray for them always. Pray for, pray for them, them and sacrifice. Yes. And, you know, this so, so, so Mary has gone through all of this yuck that's going on right now, the difficulties, the struggles we have going on. She's acknowledging the reality. And then this is what I love. She says this, My beloved, the more this darkness will descend upon the world and into the church, mm. the clearer will be the light 
which will shine forth from my immaculate heart to show you the way. So in other words, the darker it's getting, we can say, oh gosh, we're losing the battle. Mm. But no, because mm-hmm. the darker it gets, the more you see the light. Mm. The more people are being drawn to the light. So this is God's way. Amen. You know, God's ways are not our ways. But this brings such great hope that, wow, we would want to see this darkness, you know, just totally go away. And it eventually will. But God uses everything to draw people to himself. As you were saying this, I was having this image of a big, large light, like a floodlight. And it was like pitch black. And I was just uh, imagining, you know how whenever you shine light upon roaches, they scatter. Yeah, and I was just having this image of these just yucky roaches. Just yeah, when they see the light of Christ and the light of Mary approaching, they scatter, they flee, they cannot stand the to be flees. in the light. Yeah, you know, and that just brings you to what Mary says a little further, because she says, "Walk in this light." Thus, you will always be filled with light. And, you know, I was having an image of us, you know, walking in light, in light. And then later she says, while sin tries to pervade everything, the grace and the love of God triumph in them, meaning those of us who walk in the light. So I was having this image of those of us who have the light walking among those who are in darkness. And then she says, if error succeeds more and more in corrupting minds, they, meaning those in the light, bear witness to the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think probably many of us have experienced that when we're trying to walk with God and we're confronted with darkness. And so we're trying to live in the truth and we're so aware of another not being in the truth. And a lot of times we're persecuted for being the light. Right. And just walking in the light, even if we don't say anything, the darkness doesn't like the light, you know? Right, right. The evil doesn't like the light because it, it's... It doesn't it's, want to be exposed. Yeah, it's threatening. Yeah. It's threatening. It's like a caged beast, you know? And when the light comes closer, they become more and more angry. Yes. And just more violent. Yeah. So she says, the more you see darkness enveloping everything, the more brilliant will be the light of my presence among you. And of course, with Mary's presence comes the fullness of the Holy Trinity, because as Revelation 22 says, uh, well, in Revelation, when it speaks of the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven like a bride, Mm. bedecked with her jewels, that's representing the new church, the church, the purified church. And Mary, Mary is one with the new Jerusalem. With Mary's the spotless bride. Mm. She's representing what we as church are meant to become in that fullness of purity. So the more Mary's presence is here and the more that she is coming in and through us, triumphing in our hearts, the more that we as church mm. are becoming that new Jerusalem, the spotless bride. I love that imagery. That is just so beautiful. And what was um, coming to me too, and this is, we see this happening so much. She says, 
the Blessed Mother says, if division tears the church, they love her and live for her mm-hmm. unity. Yeah. And that, when they say those, they, that, walk those that are walking in the light, love her and live for her unity. Praise and, and isn't that true that those who are, are really truly consecrated to the Blessed Mother and those who are trying to live the gospel, if division tears the church, they want to love her. They want to live for mm-hmm. unity. Mm-hmm. And if the vicar of my son is more and more left alone and abandoned, this is what she says, mm-hmm. they draw close to him with greater love to become his constant comfort and defense. Amen. So our Lord is calling us to defend the truth, whatever it may be, yeah. to defend the truth. And, it, and it's not meaning that we can't have Difficulty, say, if we have a different, you know, if we don't fully agree with the way maybe the Holy Father might say something or what he might believe. I mean, Paul confronted Peter, you know, so it's not like you can't. Exactly. It's not about being this doormat piece of cardboard yeah. saying, I'm just going to have total, total mind obedience. Right. But it is about always praying for the Pope, supporting the Pope, not causing division about him and just trying to do our part to fast and to, you know, be open, seek the truth, the fullness of truth in the doctrine of the church, the catechism and everything, and and try to understand where the Pope's coming from, see if, you know, maybe we're needing to grow as well. It's about discerning and it's about loving the Pope still, you know. Yes, we have to always call each other forth, you know, in truth and holiness, no matter what. You right. know, and it, it's like you said, there was always divisions in the church from the, from the beginning mm-hmm. with St. Paul, with St. Peter. Well, you with see it St. Paul and St. Peter, but they were both humble about it. Right. And both just being open. Peter was humble and acknowledging where he needed to grow. Right. But Paul was... It's, it's a matter of respect and honoring the Pope in his position. Right, because we always have to pray for the Pope, you know, pray for his discernment, pray that God, um, the Spirit will speak through him always. We have to pray for him. You know, the people, the leaders that we get are the leaders almost that we deserve because mm-hmm. it's like we're not right. praying enough. That's what I was saying. If we're pointing finger at the Pope as being bad and wrong, the other three fingers are pointing at us as to have we been right. doing penance and praying intensely and, yes. and all of that for the Pope and the church. See, because it's so easy, isn't it, sister? It's so easy for us to find fault with this and find fault with that and yes. judge this and judge that. But God is not, we're not called to do that. We are called to convert ourselves, convert our yeah. hearts. Yeah. And constantly keep our eyes on Jesus, not on the waves, not on the storm, not on everything. Mm-hmm. Like St. Peter, the winds and the waves and the storm, when he took his eyes off Jesus, he sank. And mm-hmm. see, that's exactly what the enemy wants. Right. He wants to pull us down he wants to distract and sink us, us. From, from being still and knowing that he is God in the present moment. And that's what Mary is trying to say to us. Do not even let this disturb you. Don't become fearful about it. Because if, let's go back just to the key, hmm. accustom yourselves to live each moment in my motherly heart. Hmm. And that is where we will have the grace for everything. You know, I think of this, 
later as she speaks of um, the darkness to many people who are not responding to the grace of our times and they're persisting in sin. If someone really consecrates their life to Mary and is striving to live that consecration, then they can't fall unless they get out of her heart, mm. unless they quit. And you'll notice if you've stopped praying the rosary as much, if you are doing penance and stuff like that, if you're, if you're not living consciously your consecration to Mary, then you can notice your life is getting further away from God. And God is not becoming the center. You know, we're missing out. Mm, right. We're becoming this, and that's why it's always so important. And Mary always helps us to live the gospel uncompromisingly, live Christianity with our whole heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to live as the saints lived, all for God, all for the glory of God and the salvation of souls. Amen. Is, is that that can be our closing examine of conscience? Is that my mindset? Am I living right now and this day all for the glory of God and the salvation of souls? And if not, you know, let's stir if up not, those baptismal if graces. Not, why not? <laughs> if not, why not? And stir up those baptismal graces, and Mary helps us to do that. Stir them up. And and at the end of her message, I, I love it because this is it. This is it. This is key. Mm-hmm. Consequently, I ask you to begin this new year with me confidently and without fear. Mm-hmm. My son Jesus will always be with you, and with him in your company will be his mother and yours. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to Out of the Blue. Visit us on our motheroftheeucharist.org to donate and for more information about our ministries. Introducing the redesigned catholicsingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used catholicsingles.com and the reimagined catholicsingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, catholicsingles.com for faith, fellowship, and love.